Welcome to Girls Who Heal, the podcast. This podcast was created specifically for all the incredible girlies on their healing journey. We're here to support and uplift you as you navigate your personal growth and self-discovery. This podcast is for the girls who are healing, not yet healed. The ones who show up every day with the commitment to be their best selves. Welcome back to the Girls Who Heal podcast, the podcast dedicated to the girlies who are on their healing journeys. We're here to promote um, empowerment for women who's on their personal growth journey and becoming the best versions of themselves. In today's episode, we'll be diving into the complex world of parenting, specifically exploring the contrasting approaches of gentle parenting versus conscious parenting. We'll touch upon our own motherhood journeys and our postpartum experiences. But first, let's kick things off with an icebreaker. Um, This week, it'll be a little different. We'll start with two questions. The questions are, what's the funnest part about being a parent and what's the most challenging? For me, I guess the most, I'm going to start with the most challenging (laughs) because I feel like they kind of play into each other. So it is watching their growth and seeing if all the things that you didn't pour into them are are instilled and they actually kind of, you know, being an example of what you didn't tell them to do or not to do or whatever, you know. So that's been, like, challenging because it's like you want them to go through things and grow through things, but you don't want them to be, like, disappointed. Like, it, that's challenging for me as a parent because I don't want my baby to ever feel, like, heard and all that, but I know that she's going to have to go through that. Some of the funnest things for me being a parent has been um, just sharing in some of those moments of her milestones and, like, just being present. Her birthdays, getting out here now that my baby's a little older, trying to play sports, and I'm I'm a little, little older, finding out that I can't move like I used to. <laughs> and so that's been kind of fun, me, I guess, for her. But you know, it's been cool. It's been it's been um, a journey. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey okay. for sure. <laughs> what I about would you? say like so. My baby is a toddler, and so like <laughs> the most challenging. <laughs> Is that he is very stubborn and don't like to listen. Where you get that from? Don't come for me today. Okay. I'm okay? But I yes, he gets it from me. But <laughs> oh my God, like he just, everything is a struggle. He be like, I want to ride in the red car today. We don't got no red car. So what are we finna do today? That's not gonna work for me. And then he'll start crying. It's just the Tyler phase is something special. It's okay? definitely challenging. I would say sure. the funnest part is just, like, watching them learn about life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because he at the point where, like, he'll be singing songs, baby, and he'll be singing it with his chicks. And mm. I like that about it. I'll be like, I'll be, encur- yeah, I'll be encouraging that. He'll be singing that weekend song, baby. And I'll be like, go on, son. You know what I'm saying? Because I love it for him. I right, want him right. to, you know, embrace life and come into the fullness of who he's going to be. Right, right. And so, like, that's the fun part. I like to see him becoming a little human. Right. It's beautiful. It's so amazing. Okay, so let's talk about where we are currently in our parenthood journeys. Yeah. So for me, my baby's a toddler. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you're dealing with middle school. You know? The drama, (laughs) the puberty, the mood swings, 
all of that. And so it's been a little challenging because I'm like, I'm trying to, as I see her, my daughter, I'm looking like, damn, did I have this much going on in this age? But, you know, times have changed. So they got a little too much going on. It's too much for me. she still got a boyfriend? Nah, I think they... They broke up. I guess they broke up. It's like, how are you having a boyfriend, really? What are y'all talking about for real outside of school? They talking about, like, what shows they like and shit, what music they like. I just, I don't really understand it because I couldn't have a boyfriend when I was her age. So, so I'm when you like, had your first boyfriend? 16. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about 13. Really? Yep. See, I wasn't good at sneaking. And baby, we so... used to be making out everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was like sixteen, but I I wasn't good at like sneaking and stuff like that. I was too scared to get caught. So. I didn't have to sneak. My mom used to. I mean, I, I snuck him actually, so <laughs> I guess I was sneaking. Damn. Well, we had my mom used to take us on dates, and it was oh. very embarrassing. Like why? Cause you don't want your mama there. He trying to kiss and stuff, and, I, and my mama there fucking up the mood and shit. Like I don't want her there sitting up there. She cock blocking, low key. Like, cock blocking. I mean. Well, we wasn't doing all that, but right. could have been. Mm. I mean, so, like, how so that's are That's why you... she was there, to chaperone. True. That's, that's a fact. That so, like, under control. how are you navigating her getting into boys? Like, have y'all had the sex talk? Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm embracing it because I never really got the sex talk, per mm-hmm. se. You know, it was just, like, I've had to either learn by seeing some of my peers and just, you know, going by what I'm feeling in my body and, you know, just... Yeah experiences so um i'm navigating i feel i feel like this is subjective to say but i feel like i'm navigating it very well i'm open i'm not shutting her down and saying like what the fuck like you want a boyfriend the fuck you know like i'm i'm embracing i'm like tearing her out because i know that that's something that i would have like to have had when i was her age and so i'm kind of navigating parenthood in that capacity where I'm showing her a little more empathy and um, being a little gentle. However, I do like structure. So it's like I'm I'm doing a little bit of both of the conscious parenting versus the gentle parenting. I understand. So I feel like, okay, so my mom, of course, like as you become a parent, you notice like the things that your parents did Mm -hmm. and how they come into play when you become a parent. Yeah, for sure. So. With me, my mom had the sex talk very early, right. but it was because I asked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like eight years old. I'm like, George. <laughs> I was like, where babies come from? Mm. And I wasn't expecting her to tell me the truth. But she was like, he put the penis in the <laughs> vagina. And I was like, this is too much. I, baby, she scarred me. I wasn't even ready. Like, I thought it came from dry humping. Oh. And she was like, this so, is how it happened. Was you scared to dry hump? Because you was like, oh, man, I'm going to have a baby. No, I wasn't scared to dry hump. Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> I feel like I'm sharing. Never mind. <laughs> Wait a minute. I feel like I'm sharing too much. But after she told me that, I was like shocked because like I didn't understand that that's what happened. But I was glad she told me because now I know. Shit. Right, right. So like I don't have any. And my mama, she's a nurse, so of right. course she's using those words, penis and vagina. And so, <laughs> and so like I feel like it helped though because like yeah. she told me the truth. I feel like parents said, "Don't tell their kids the yeah. truth. You gonna fuck up out here." I guess I kind of. I ain't go as in vivid detail as that where I'm using. I the, didn't ask in detail. Anatom- I thought she was no. I'm just talking, I'm just talking for my kid, okay. like for us anatomical names and things of I that mean, nature. I show her the shit that like 
Look, you fucking kissing boys, you get this shit on your lip. The herpes. <laughs> Damn. I'll show her all the shit that you don't want to get. Look, so be careful. Be I mindful of who you out here kissing and doing like, all this extra shit with. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not questions. there 24-7. I mean. so, so those are the kind of things that we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily uh, the anatomical names, but we kind of talked about that shit a while ago. You okay. know, so... Nothing yeah. wrong with reminding her. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with reminding her. You know what I'm saying? So, I want to get more into, like, the gentle parenting versus the conscious yeah. parenting. Because I feel like gentle, gentle parenting is, like, a buzzword right now. And everybody is obsessed with it. Right. And while I don't think you should be whooping your kid's ass, like, mm. I can't necessarily get all the way with gentle parenting. I feel like every kid is different. Right. And I feel like when I gentle parent, my baby try to walk over me. Mm-hmm. Like... He's very smart. We got to have a boundary. And so my thing is more like focusing on like conscious parenting. And that means just like trying to see what shit works, see what doesn't work. Right. And try to adjust from there, right. trying to be better every day. Like that's like more so what I'm into. Yeah. And then I mean, I'm not whooping ass. I, I have retired from whooping ass. <laughs> very and early And when I on. say whooping ass, I wasn't like whooping ass. It was like, like smack on the ass. A little, you know, a a little, little pat little on the pop, hand. A little yeah, because okay. baby, that, that'll send them flying, okay? <laughs> uh, but I feel like conscious parenting is more my thing. And also, I like to yell. You and do? I don't feel bad about it. Make it. You feel, it make you feel good. Then. It make me feel better. Okay. I don't right. yell all the time. It take me a minute till I get to yelling, but I'm going to get to yelling. Right, if you right. ain't listening, Yeah. I'm sick of it. Damn it. Period. Are you like a, are you a gentle parent? I feel like I'm a combination of both. Okay. Because um, it takes me a while to get there. So granted, I do, I do yell. Yeah. And I drop a few little curse words here and there. You know what I'm saying? Just depending on what, what, what I'm being, (laughs) you know, provoked, you know? So it's like, all right, I'm going to approach it like, look, don't do that because this is that. And it's like, it escalates. I said, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, goddamn it, like, don't listen. Then it's like, you know, I I have retired from the whole whooping thing, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that as a kid. And yeah. it didn't, I wouldn't say it was necessarily effective. It just made me more fearful. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. You know, and I don't want to, I don't want my child to have those feelings when it comes to our relationship. I don't want her to be scared of me. I want her to be actually comfortable to talk to me about anything, regardless if she think I want to hear it or not. Yeah. So I've been kind of approaching it in a combination because I, like you said, the conscious parent is a, it's customized on what works and what don't work. So yeah, I've seen that. Not that it didn't work, but I just knew what I didn't want to take place. Yeah, you know. You know what? It's interesting that you bring that up because I remember like the last time I got a whooping, right? When was so that? I had told my sister, I was <laughs> like, "Listen, when she try to whoop us, don't cry, right?" <laughs> and so my sister was like, but if we if we don't cry, she gonna keep doing it. I'm like, no, she ain't. Stop crying, don't cry. <laughs> and so my mama gets to whooping us, right? I'm sitting there not crying and shit. That was the last time I got a whooping. My mama ain't whoop us no more after that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That made me think, you know, I kinda like a little bit of a little smack smack now. I said that that, that shit don't do nothing. Mm. I don't feel like it do nothing. It kinda Yeah. Do a little something for you. My mom was whooping ass like whooping ass because some people be getting their ass whooped like Joe Jackson. So was she was she well, built more? Or my mom was like objects. a combination of built and hand, but like that shit wasn't doing nothing. Right. Like 
like I said, it made me like Mom went ham. And I was like, what did you do this for? I didn't even do anything that bad <laughs> to warrant this type of ass whooping. God damn yeah. me. I was Sorry. a good kid. Mm-hmm. You know, to me. You was getting your ass whooped for no reason? I, I felt like it was. It's some people like, man, you could have. I'll never forget. The worst woman I, that I can recall as a kid, I was probably about, I'm going to say, like eight or nine or something like that. My cousin had this damn Avon ring. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Let me try it on. Mm-hmm. I had it on. It was big as shit. It was loose on my fingers. It fell off mm-hmm. in the grass somewhere. Lost their ring. And my cousin just said, it's cool. It, it was, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like $15. You hear me? Mm-hmm. And no, the whooping didn't even come right away. I went oh. away for the weekend, had a ball, come back to an ass whooping. No, and I was thinking, Bitch, I, I thought you said it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Up. She said, I ain't got no motherfucking money to be. <laughs> See, that's why people shouldn't be whooping ass because they be whooping ass about oh, school. If, like... if it take you a couple days to whoop some ass, you shouldn't even be doing so all that. So she it. had a build up. So you can yeah. just imagine how it tends them motherfucking ass. Sometimes they be taking that shit out. It be about some other shit. It, was a, it had to be. It ain't got nothing to do with it. took my you. soul. Look, yeah, I couldn't even up. get the cry out. I was. <gasps> I'm sorry. Mm. <gasps> it's okay. Doing baby. all that bullshit. Your mama used to be yeah, I never with that get, belt, didn't she? Yeah, and from I know that point, I couldn't even look at my cousin saying, like, you motherfucking lying. You snitched on me. You low key. She definitely snitched. But yeah. it's cool. I'm past that. We don't rock with you, cousin. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just playing. We passed that. <laughs> <laughs> we passed it. Okay. Um, changing the way we parent based on our parents' mistakes is a common aspect of growth. So let's discuss the areas where we witness our own mothers fall short and how that has influenced our approach to motherhood. We explore the triggers, boundaries, and mother wounds that shape our parents and styles and choices. So let's see. Um, I will say that how I'm navigating motherhood between me and my daughter is, you know, I felt like I couldn't get a word out. Everything that my mama said was right. Mm-hmm. And how what I say go. And it was like, that's really not right. And so mm-hmm. I'm more open-minded and I navigate the relationship between me and my child look I ain't never been a mom before I fuck yeah. up I, I take ownership like look if there's marriage you feel like I'm falling short let me know yeah you don't have to be like trying to do everything that I'm saying if it ain't right or it's suiting your needs at the you know I want your needs met as well so it's like I've been kind of navigating it that way and mm-hmm. it's been working for us so far we definitely have ups and downs Especially now, like I said, we're going through the move swings. And it's like, mm-hmm. I definitely wasn't challenging my mom in that capacity because <laughs> I was scared to get my ass whooped. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's a new generation of kids. They don't have no type of fear. <laughs> they I just was, like. I was a badass. You was bad. Once my hormones kicked in. Mm-hmm. I was. Like, I was talking back. One time, my mama had to whoop my ass. Oh, wow. And not the belt way. Mm. I mean, she put them paws she, on me. She, she gave she me two feet. She put them paws on me. I ain't never try her again. I swear to God. I was like, damn, mama, you ain't have to beat me like that. She, she whooped, wanted you to. She whooped my you, you, ass, boy. You, you I'm fucked, trying to tell you. You fucked around and found out. Fucked around and found out, boy. I'm, I'm about to cry right now because, oh, my God, she whooped my ass so bad today. I was like, oh, my God. Like, but. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. But I feel like for me, like. My mom, she worked a lot because she was a single parent. Right. 
And so, like, one of my things with being a mom is I like to be very present yeah. as a parent. Like, yeah. that's important to me. Like, I want to see everything as far as his growth and everything like yeah. that. And so, that's been, like, how her parenting kind of affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a great mom. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, we try her sometimes just because. That's just I, what kids do. Yeah, I feel like and they I feel definitely like, test boundaries. Yeah, and I feel like we definitely had, like, trauma around our father. And so, like, right, of right. course, we used to try her in that capacity. Right, right. But, like, she, I feel like she handled it well. Yeah. And, and some people were like, parents shouldn't whoop kids. But my mama, she deserved to whoop my ass. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> here so on you him. So she should have whooped my ass. I be looking back like, yes, Deborah, whoop her ass. Because <laughs> I used to be tripping. I ain't going to lie to you. She should have. Well, thankfully, it. I haven't been tested in that capacity yet, but I don't mm-hmm. think uh, I'm afraid to let a little. I will pass. I mean, I might have to one day. You know, luckily, <laughs> it haven't gotten to that point because she, like, have a balance of, like, uh, I'm a try, but not too much because yeah. I've had to, like, tell her, look, I don't, you know, drop all of my fucking F bombs. Look, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have to say it hard. <laughs> I don't know who you thought. I don't know what you thought this was, but yeah. look, this ain't this ain't that. Yeah. So, my mama, she ain't. It wasn't no chances. It was like, dang. I don't know if that was necessarily because of how what her influences were or what she was mirroring, you know, from her childhood or vice yeah. versa. You know, so it's like I'm trying to unlearn all that shit. You yeah. know, for sure. Yeah, but but listen, it's the awareness that creates the growth. Period. Yeah. But it's still a little bit of a, a struggle. It's challenging. Yeah. I would say it's more challenging than a struggle. It's just like, okay. I'm not at the teenager. You want to raise, kid. at the end of the day, you want to have raised good humans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, you don't want to fuck them up. You don't want to fuck them up too much. Yeah. You want to have if, a healthy if you need a little therapy, it's okay. <laughs> but if you need a lot of therapy, I did bad. I'm God sorry. Damn. I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't that. know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the next topic. So. Yeah. You grew up with siblings, correct? So I did. Do you feel like there was ever a time where any of you feel less loved by your mom or your father? Like, did you feel like there was favoritism being shown? So I feel like, you know, my parents were teen parents. So I feel like they was definitely trying to, they were still coming into their own selves. You know, yeah. so it's like a lot of the love or whatever I was getting was coming maybe from granny and then, you know, or the tribe or the village, you know, so to speak. So once my mom did have more children, I would say kind of, sort of, it feels like that. Definitely coming into, like, today, my sister and my mom's relationship is much tighter than me and my mom's relationship. And I think it's probably due to that, you know, young mentality, and then she, she got five years into being a mother and learning how to navigate. So it probably was much closer. So their bond is, I think, a little stronger. Do but you it's, feel jealous of it? I don't necessarily feel jealous. <clears throat> so I guess it's maybe a catch-22. Okay. So it's like I envy it a little bit because mm-hmm. it is something I truly desire, but it's like I don't want it to feel forced at the same yeah. time. I definitely want it to be effortless and – and it's like, all right, well, you know, that may not be our journey, but, you know, at the end of the day, I know we love each other. We have love each other, have love for each other. So it's like, that's kind of how we navigate it. And I, I think she kind of struggles as well today, mm-hmm. still with that. And I'm just hoping she don't think I resent her in any way. Yeah. It's, it's definitely love at the end of the day. What about, you know, you? 
So I was the favorite, as you can tell. Mm. Um, <laughs> my brother and sister thought I was the favorite. I didn't necessarily see Are you that. the oldest, middle? I'm the middle. Oh, okay, the middle. I didn't necessarily see that I was the favorite, but I was able to, like, see the shit my mama was going through and, like, provide her grace. And if, like, she needed something, I was her helper. Yeah. Like, I was more like that. Like, I was trying to, like, help her out type shit. Okay. And so, like, they kind of took me, took it, like, as I was her favorite. And I kind of, like, took on that role of, like, the second mother in our household. Oh, okay. Um, but like, I mean, it didn't affect me. Cause I mean, I understood why I was the favorite. I mean, bitch, look at me. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to understand her and what she going through. I see she, she's struggling today. God damn it. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't respecting this. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I can definitely see how people can think that their parents have favorites. And I, you know, neither one of us have multiple kids, so we can't necessarily comment on it. But yeah. I personally can see how one child can feel closer than the other yeah. children just yeah. based on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, so I'm the oldest. Yeah. And so my parents, I never So really, they fuck up everything with you. They got to learn. They, they, exactly. <laughs> like I'm the fucking guinea pig of the bunch. Yeah. You know? So on both sides. So my parents, I never really experienced that whole uh, two family household yeah. type dynamic. And so it's like, I'm experienced being oldest, not only on my mama's side, but on my daddy's side, too. So it's like, with you, I like you, I took on that motherly role. I had to mm-hmm. be responsible. Mm-hmm. I ain't having room for fuck-ups because your brother and sister looking up to you like, God damn, I'm, I'm going through this year, too. Yeah. Like, like, give me a little grace. I don't think I was necessarily given a lot of grace in that. And so, yeah, I had to realize that when my daughter became a, si- a sibling or the oldest, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and she, it's like, okay, I found myself going up and down, like, on this little wavelength of putting too much pressure on her, like, because she's advanced and, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and having higher expectations. But I'm like, all right, look, Ashley, will it back in? Yeah. She is this age, and she still has to grow and go through things. So it's like, all right, you're right, I am being a little too hard. So yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a learning experience. It's definitely a learning experience. And so, yeah. Got to love and hate it at the same yeah. time. All right, so changing the way we parent based on our own parents' mistakes is a common aspect of growth. Let's discuss the areas where we witnessed our own mothers fall short and approach, uh, take their approach to motherhood. We explore triggers, boundaries, and mother wounds. Did I just say that? Yeah, but you want to talk about boundaries? I definitely... Go ahead. I feel like I struggle with boundaries. Did you establish? Because for me, like, when I became a mom, everybody can get it, okay? Because <laughs> what I said, I said what I said. You was like, but, mama bear. Yeah, like, yeah, period. Sure. Like, yeah. I, I had to go off on my granny one day. Hmm. I'm sorry. I, I had to say what I said. Do you let them discipline your child? Hell no. <laughs> you better not touch him. If you, if you, because they be trying to whoop and shit, like. I right. don't even do that. So, like, why would I let right. you whoop him? Like, right. that's not going to work right. for me. It was more so, like, people disrespecting me and, like, his dietary choices. Like, my mm. granny gave him a Pepsi, and mm. he didn't even have no fucking teeth. Oh, my teeth. gosh. I like, can, what the fuck is we doing here? I like, can relate to that one. I had to go I off. found out that my baby, like, red lobster biscuits. Goddamn. And ice cream. I'm like, she's six months. I had to go off. Yeah, I messed up her digestive system, and now I got to deal with do? the did whole you, constipation. Did you, when did you oh. learn how to stand up for yourself? Oh, I mean, it was early on because they... Tested those motherfucking boundaries. And it's like, don't do that. Have they yeah, I, I mean, 
It was, girl, you know, I just, you know, our kids was, we did this with our kids, but this this ain't your kid. I had to remind her that. Like, my mom, yeah. I felt like kind of tried to overcompensate for mm-hmm. what she didn't do with me with my child. And she often thought that my kid was her kid. And it's like, she's not. Yeah. You the granny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that was a bit of a challenge because my mother's very outspoken mm-hmm. and has always been. And so it's like, we dealt with that. Early on, like, not even have left the hospital. Oh. And I really wanted to nurse. Yeah. I wanted my baby to have my milk first. Yeah. She, my baby crying, then popped open the bottle and gave it to my baby. If I could have hopped up off that bed. I would have. I could. I, I, was, I had a, a C-section, so it was okay, kind of yeah, hard to hop out that bed. But I would throw some shit at her. I ain't going to lie. Ooh. When I, I say, lie. everybody got to go. Yeah, I just you shut put them it all out. Yeah, no I love that for you. Yeah, do that shit. Okay. Establishing boundaries. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was real tough. But after I went off on my granny, everybody was like scared to talk to me and shit. Because <laughs> like they was like, "Oh, this bitch not playing." Like I'm not yeah. playing. Like I said what I fucking said. He don't need no fucking Pepsi. He don't need got no goddamn tea. I, Why the fuck is y'all giving him Pepsi? Like that shit made me so fucking mad, bro. Like I had to go off. I'm sorry to my granny. I'm sorry today. She don't see this because she don't fuck with this social media shit. <laughs> But listen, I had to tell her. Sorry, Granny. Don't be giving him no fucking Pepsi. At the like, end of the day. It's not, it's not acceptable, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm the fucking mama. Like, that's what it be like when you become a mom. Like, they don't fucking listen they to don't, like, It's like, like the they don't respond. Like, it's, it's like as if they. Yeah, they be like, you ain't never did this shit. Right. But I'm the fucking mama. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Okay, so bad. let's talk about, like, pregnancy and how that experience was I know like for both of us it was a different experience because we were in different phases of our lives Mm -hmm. um so I want you to tell us about just like your experience with pregnancy and how that went for you okay so my experience with pregnancy was I I feel like it was terrible terrible because I was dealing with dealing with a roller coaster of emotions um not necessarily being uh, with my child's father and trying to navigate, trying to create like a safe space for my baby to grow in and my mental health. And so it was a bit of a challenge for me. Um, I almost felt like I was in a bit of a, I guess, like a love triangle. He was in the streets the whole time? He was kind of in the, that nigga was in the streets. You hear me? He was in the streets. And so navigating that and just not, Getting the support that I feel like I would have desired yeah. has kind of scorned me in wanting to navigate motherhood again uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, get pregnant again. And so mm-hmm. it's been like, yeah, nah, I ain't fucking with it. Because <laughs> we was together for like a long time, like five and a half years. And so yeah. it's like you don't necessarily think that these situations will change, but you kind of hope that it will kind of make this person become a better person and yeah. that wasn't necessarily the case and it was just met with a lot of um not a lot of support and so mm-hmm. it was a lot of things that I had to go through myself and yeah. so it was it was hard but overall like when you become pregnant um like I'm a a pretty selfless person general in general so it was like even more the focus was off of not how I'm processing it, but my mental was like, okay, doing everything right for by this child, making sure they good and all that. So, yeah, 
I don't know. It was a bit. It was a bit rough for me. Yeah. Baby. What about you? Did you have a okay. good pregnancy? I did. I had a great pregnancy. Yep. I'm sorry to I mean, it's okay. fuck up the energy like that. But um <laughs> bring it up. So I was like, we was three years into marriage when I got pregnant, and I had like a beautiful pregnancy. Like mm. I was very active during pregnancy. Like I was boxing and shit, like right, right. doing yoga and shit, yeah. like eating right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I had a like beautiful experience. However, like I don't want to do that shit again or nothing like that. But, I mean, it was beautiful, you know, because I feel like I had the love around me. And yeah. everybody was excited about it because yeah. it was later in life and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. And so, it was a nice experience. I mean, when it comes to it being later in life, I definitely, I guess, exceeded the norms for what had been my family's uh, pattern. pattern, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, it was a lot of teen parents in my family. And so, like, yeah, I definitely exceeded that. Yeah. It definitely wasn't uh, just executed in the way that I would have wanted it to. But, you know, overall, my baby was healthy. You know, I was healthy throughout. It was more of my mental health that was a little bit of a the challenge. That's rough. That's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But it's like, at the end of the day, I just kind of had to de- detach, you know, to and focus on, okay, you making a decision to do this. So now it's all about this little individual. That's yeah. kind of how my mentality shifted and so okay. and then yeah i love that for you you no i'm serious because <laughs> i think if i had a baby daddy like i'll make his life a living here mm. like i don't have the energy that, that nigga hate me i, I understand but i'm talking about me i mean i I'm can't gonna fuck him up <laughs> it's I not true i mean i can't say he don't feel that way now and i haven't even made his life a living i know you nice i know you nice yeah. you even told me some stories honey mm. <laughs> save it for another okay day. Let's talk about, like, the postpartum period, mm-hmm. um, just, like, our experience with it, whether you dealt with, like, postpartum depression, mm-hmm. how you fit in, like, the self-care, um, even if you want to touch on, like, how your sex life was after a baby. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, it's been dry. Okay, go ahead. A little dry. Potched. <laughs> Potched. Well, I mean, um, I, ne- I didn't necessarily go through the postpartum depression part. I don't okay. feel like I had the time to deal with all of that like I just I was on go mode mm-hmm. once the baby here is like okay I'm doing everything that I can and um my village was quite uh active in their own life so they only they they had they work and all that stuff yeah. to tend to so it's like I kind of had to figure it out it's like it's either you do it or it just don't happen and so mm-hmm. for me that wasn't an option so I I had to do everything that I could. Um, yeah. far as my sex life, yeah, it was dry as fuck. <laughs> it was dry as fuck, but not because necessarily I didn't want to. Uh-huh. Um, probably because he was out fucking somebody else. You know, what so I'm you saying? had a sex drive after you had a baby. I had maybe a little bit, hmm. a little. When did it kick in? Um, I can't gauge the, the exact month, but with my surgery that I had uh-huh. to the C section, so it was at least three months. Okay. And so, yeah. Okay. So, for me, I definitely, so I didn't go through postpartum depression in the beginning. And I thought, like, the shit was only supposed to last for a couple months. Right. I didn't realize the shit could last for years. Yeah, for years. For and sure. so my shit hit, like, probably when we moved back to St. Louis. Mm. And, you know, we have all these people around and we don't have our own space. So, yeah. it's other shit that's that's contributing to it. For sure. Um. 
But my postpartum period was like very dark. Mm-hmm. And that's probably another reason I don't necessarily Wanna want any more children. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. I'm just like, that shit. It's heavy. Yeah, like. It's definitely heavy. When you, and But the thing about me is I could recognize it. Like when I had those like thoughts of like hurting myself or hurting my child, like I'm reaching out to his daddy. You need to get here immediately. ASAP. Some shit finna go down. <laughs> I need you. Right, right. And thankfully, his father, like, would pick up, he would pick up where, like, I could, I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah. do this shit right now. Yeah. And so, like, that, it was really hard in that way. Cause, like, it's like you love your baby, but you also feel, like, guilty cause you got those thoughts and shit yeah. like that. Um, yeah. but it's definitely a change for sure. But I also felt like incorporating, like, my, my self care got, like, super strong around that point. Yeah. Just because, it had to be like, or I was going to lose my shit. And so I, I had to take like my time for me. Like, so I go to the gym. Yeah. Five in the morning and shit. Right. Cause I need to get the fuck out this house. So that kind of helped you to overcome like that mom guilt. Like yeah. that, that we have, where it's like, we want to have this image, you know, and mm-hmm. like, you know, that is just all picture perfect. And it's not. Yeah. And so it's like that mom get us associated with, I need to pour into me before yeah. I can pour into this motherfucking kid because if it I ain't poured into me, ain't no energy for this child. Yeah. And so it's kind of confrontational, I guess you could say, because people always got their opinions about how you should do what you're supposed to do when they ain't did what they supposed to have done. Mm-hmm. So that's why we all fucked up. Yeah. But I feel like stay-at-home life was, like, harder than any fucking job I've ever had in my life. It's hard. harder than any fucking 12-hour shift, boy. I'm trying to take Motherhood is hard. Ooh-wee. It's definitely hard, but it definitely has its rewards. You yeah. Know? So it's like when you go through what you go through with your kids, it is it's tough. But yeah. then it's like, oh, on the flip side, oh, look at them. It's so cute. Sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look so peaceful. For sure. <laughs> but um, to touch on, like, the sex part, yeah. baby, it was dry. It was dry after. After we had the baby, I was like. Was it because you just like had no energy to. It's like the lack of energy. And then like when he was around like nine months, we moved in with his, with my mother-in-law. And baby, it was a squeaky ass bed. I'm like, we can't fuck on this. You you felt like y'all was going to get caught. You know, move slow and shit. (laughs) It's not happening. The baby in the room, the baby in the crib and shit. You don't want to wake the baby up. It was hard. It was more so. It was more so difficult because you concerned about what everybody else may think or disrupt how you may disrupt everybody else. Man, listen. I mean, I can see how this is uncomfortable. Man, listen. We was try- <laughs> even when you're trying to get it in in the bed. <laughs> God damn, we can't even do this. So it's here. not that you didn't want to. It's just the. It took a while though. Okay. When that was at that six weeks, when they like you can have sex now, bitch. I don't want to have sex. My vagina's still healing. This shit don't feel the same. It don't. And you well, know what? I don't know. Let's okay. I, let's let's address some shit here today. When y'all be thinking vaginas are looser after a bitch have a baby, that is incorrect. Cause baby, this this motherfucker was snapping turtle, bitch. I said, God damn, that was like virginity. All Someone over. was doing that kegels. Huh? Period, bitch. Yeah. Listen, that motherfucker was snapping. Goddamn, mm. it wasn't giving no motherfucking loose at all. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. So. To the people at home. And I ain't never had that issue because I had a C-section, so ain't nothing came Yo, out. Was it the same? It was given the same Oh, energy? yeah, it was definitely given the same and okay, more. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. Mom was given a snapping turtle, bitch. Snapping okay. turtle. Snap. I'm going to start calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay. Um. Okay. So now it's time for our advice segment. We'll answer a listener's question that ties into the healing journey and parenting. 
If you're looking for advice, email us at girlswhohealpodcast at gmail.com. And we might feature your question on an upcoming episode. So I'm going to read the first advice letter. Okay. So dear Nisha and Ashley, today I find myself seeking advice on a delicate matter that has been causing confusion and uncertainty in my life as a new father. Me and my partner are new parents. We have a two-month-old baby boy. We have been adjusting to parenthood, and my girlfriend is having some challenges. However, as we navigate the postpartum phase together, I find myself unsure about when it is appropriate to express my desire for sex. I understand that postpartum recovery is deeply personal, and I recognize that her body has undergone significant changes during pregnancy and childbirth, and I want to approach this sensitive topic with empathy, respect, and open communication. However, I have needs. When is it an appropriate time to ask for sex? How can I get her interested in sex? And can I at least ask for head? Thanks in advance, anonymous. <laughs> you go ahead. So, uh, uh, I think you have to fill out the room, anonymous. Like it's like if you are not carrying your part, I don't think she's going to express any interest in throwing that ass back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, look. I'm motherfucking tired. I've been changing diapers all day. Been feeding motherfucker on the feeding schedule. They want to eat every three hours on the hour. And so, like, if you carry your weight, I don't think it'd be hard for you to say, hey, babe, you know, you know, yeah. think you can uh, look out for, for me in some kind of way. I don't know. I don't know. Get get creative. Maybe set the mood. Get a babysitter. I don't know. Maybe that Hell yeah. That may make her want to, you know, like, oh, look, he took the initiative to, you know. You thinking on your feet. I'm just that. saying. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That may make it like, oh, he care about me. It yeah. make, make her want to want it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing your part, Mr. Anonymous, then um, you can count on those five fingers <laughs> and fulfilling what your needs are at the time. I'm yeah. just saying. That's yeah. just that's just me personally. What about? Okay. What about you? I mean, I agree with everything you said. You need to be helping out with that motherfucking baby. Excuse me, not. I don't need to disrespect your child. You need to be helping out with that baby and doing some things to help take some load off of her plate. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like she said, fill the room. Don't just be trying to get freaky out of nowhere. Like, did you have you taken this woman on a date? Right. Have you tried to cook dinner when did you see she was changing feet? some diapers? Period. Like, did, what you what you doing? What you doing over there? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, I mean, yeah, after you do all of that, then you could, you could probably, I mean, the I would say like an appropriate time, definitely after her doctor has cleared her to have sex for sure. It's two months, that good. You know, so yeah. But she also wanna have that clearance. You wanna make sure ain't nothing prohibiting her from mm-hmm. taking it there. But I guess on that note, he like, well, if that's broke then what that mouth do. You know what I'm saying? So Well I don't know. That's that's up to her. If that's been y'all routine or normal. She I may mean, not care about doing that. I don't listen, know. Listen, you gotta ask. I mean, it depends. Was she giving the head before the pregnancy <laughs> and stuff? Like, cause me personally, I'm gonna take offense. You talking about what that mouth do. Uh, you better shut the fuck and, up. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't like that. But, I mean, I think you should start off with trying to be romantic first. Yeah. Don't be just trying Definitely to Definitely try to get her into yeah. the mood. Yeah. yeah, don't be just trying to see what their mouth do. Like, that, you gotta, that'll be one way to get her interested. And help out with that baby. Just say, baby. That part. 
I'm gonna watch the baby for about a couple hours. You go out, you go get your feet done or whatever. Mm. You gotta, you know, and then see what it do. Cause then it might do something. It might do something. Might do something. Yeah. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on to the next advice letter. Okay, so it says, Dear girls who heal, becoming a mother has been a profound and a transformative experience for me. However, I must admit that I am struggling with the expectations I had about motherhood, and the reality I am facing seemed to be at odds. I find myself feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and questioning my abilities as a mother. I want to be the best mother I can be for my child, but I am unsure of how to navigate these conflicting emotions and find my own sense of balance and fulfillment. How can I overcome these feelings of inadequacy when they arise? How can I find support and community I need to feel less alone on this journey? With heartfelt gratitude, Candice. I mean, motherhood is hard, and every experience is not going to be the same. So mm-hmm. whether you getting advice from a friend, a, a co-worker, or sister, brother, whatever, um, it's, it's just contingent upon what your child's needs are and what your needs are. So... I would say navigate it in grace. Give give yourself grace because, you know, it's new. And so um, take the time that you need for yourself. Ask questions. Seek uh, advice from, like, um, a medical professional. They can offer up some advice, some tips or things like that. And, you know, let me see, technology. Well, they got all the the platforms that you can go on and, all different support groups that can give you some insight on how whatever is working for them, you can implement those into your motherhood journey. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think for me, like when I became a mom, mom guilt was so strong, bro. Like sometimes you just be like, damn, I didn't play with him enough today. Like I fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think what helped me is just being like, okay, well, when he wake up from this nap, we finna kick it. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or when he wake up the next day, we gonna, I'm gonna do better. Like, you just gonna be more active yeah. and more present. And I think, like, that's just how you have to approach it sometimes. Yeah. And just, like, aim to be better each day. Like That's all you can do. Yeah. And that's that grace you have to give yourself. You know, it's that, that you're not perfect, which, I mean, we might be striving for perfection, but what does that really look like? What's normal? You know, mm-hmm. what's abnormal? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, definitely... Just give yourself grace. Take the time to um, have those bonding experiences. Don't be so quick to go back to work. And then that's, that may be a little challenging, too, because sometimes that's the only choice we have. But uh, finding a, a, a supportive village who could aid in giving you those um, mental health breaks, that's I feel like they are necessary. Yeah. To like regroup, re you know, refresh and go on about having the energy that we need for our child. Because yeah. it's it takes out it takes a lot out of you, I think. And I think sometimes like your village does not have to be family. Sometimes it's like yeah, your part. friends. Yeah. Of course you vet these people to perfection. You like <laughs> bitch, do you be babies? Like you gotta watch you gotta watch them. You right. know what I'm saying? Don't be pinching my baby. Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch them for yeah. sure. But, like, you just find, like, people that you can connect to, yeah. people that feel safe. Yeah. And, like, take those breaks when you need to. And, like I said, come back each day better. I mean, outside of that village, that if you may not have a village, there's other resources, like mm-hmm. the crisis nursery. Mm-hmm. I know 
many people who have had to utilize that as a resource. But if you ever have struggling with any of those feelings where it's like, I might do something or, you know, regret, you know, definitely seek those. Mm -hmm. It's right at your fingertips. If you have a phone or I don't know if people utilize the the yellow page of the phone book or anything like that. I doubt it. But, you know, (laughs) it's always just a phone call away. Yeah, for sure. So don't be afraid to to implement those into what you may be able to contribute. You know, don't be afraid of judgment. Yeah. Actually, it's a judge-free zone. They're not judging it. Actually, we judge ourselves harder than we yeah. think. So, agreed. Operating grace. Yes, I love that. Thank you for that. Of course. And thank you, listener, for your advice <laughs> letter. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up. But before we wrap things up, we want to remind our listeners that if you're a small business and you would like to advertise to our incredible community, incredible. email us at girlswhoheal at gmail.com. We'd love to support your business and share it with our listeners. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Girls Who Heal. Please and thank you. We appreciate you joining us on this healing journey. As always, remember to show yourself compassion and give yourself the permission to grow and be present. And follow us on Instagram at Girls Who Heal Podcast. And follow my personal Instagram, Healing with Nisha. And at Elevating Me. All right now. Okay. And we appreciate for you joining us here today and continue on your healing journey with grace. Bye-bye. Peace.